This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. They say opposites attract. Or do they? What even is attraction? My name is Alex Ovolpes. I use they, the, fox, and void pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. On this week's episode, we are going to go in-depth into the different types of attraction, what they are, what they mean, um, and also, for some of them, some fun little names um, that are like different versions of crush for that type of attraction. So, a lot of Arrow and or Ace people, because they don't feel attraction in the quote-unquote normal way, have created a lot of language to describe their experiences in more depth and, um, you know, figure out words for specific ways they feel connected for people. And this isn't just for these words and this language and these labels are not just for Arrow and Ace people. Anyone can use these, even if you're completely allo on both sides. This language is for everyone. And some of these may sound a bit weird to you, You know, it's finding ways to feel seen with language, which is what we do as people. We're expanding our knowledge and ideas and about how we connect with people beyond what heteronormativity and metanormativity say. So beyond romantic and sexual attraction. Um, And also all of these um, words and types of attraction um, can use the same regular prefixes that all other types of attraction can use. So like instead of like aromantic. Um, For queer platonic attraction, you could say like pan-queer platonic. Or for sensual attraction, you could say demi-sensual. So you can use any of the prefixes like bi, pan, a, demi, gray, all of them. Those can all be used in front of these types of attraction. And you can like interact with these different types of attraction in lots of ways. And not everyone has all of these, but it's language for fun and language is cool. Linguistics is so interesting. So, these definitions are all from at asexual underscore accepting on Instagram. I'm not sure if she came up with the language for all of these herself, but she has catalogued them um, and did credit herself in her descriptions. And, you know, because she has a credit thing, I feel like she'd credit the person who came up with it. So, this is where I found them. Um, If you know who might have created these, if it's not her, please let me know. I would love to know more about the creators of these. Um, And I have sorted all of these into, like, categories that make sense to my brain, Um, but obviously I'm not trying to put these into boxes, and they can flow between different categories. Um, These aren't set in stone. It's just how I wanted to categorize them, just so they're in little separate bits for this radio episode. Also, this episode will be very, like, information heavy, so if you need to take a break at any point or want to see the actual words of this written down, please do go to Asexual Accepting on Instagram to see them written out, or take a break if you need to. Like, do whatever you need to do. But with all that said, let's 
figure out what attraction is. Here we go. <laughs> so to start off, I am going to go through the three sort of main categories that things fall into and that all of the rest of them are subsets of in some way. So the first one is emotional attraction. So this is an umbrella term that encompasses many, many forms of attraction that exist on an emotional level as opposed to a physical attraction. Emotional attractions could broadly be considered to be a desire to form an emotional bond with a specific person. Forms of attraction under this umbrella include, but are not limited to, romantic, queer platonic, platonic, and alterous attraction. Next we have physical attraction. So this is an umbrella term that encompasses many forms of attraction that exist on a physical level, as opposed to emotional. Physical attraction could broadly be considered to be a desire to form a physical bond with a specific person. Forms of attraction under this umbrella include sexual, sensual, and aesthetic, among others. And then we have tertiary attraction. So this is an umbrella term mostly used by Arawais communities to describe forms of attraction other than romantic and sexual, or other than physical and emotional. But, you know, it can, it's, it's mainly talking about, like, non-romantic and non-sexual attraction. And so anything other than those could fall under tertiary attraction. So first up in the, what I've titled emotional, but also tertiary attraction category, we have quite a few in here. So there are some things in here that are tertiary, so other than romantic or sexual, because tertiary is an umbrella term for anything that is not those. Um, But they are also under the emotional attraction umbrella. First up, we have romantic attraction. This is a form of emotional attraction based on a desire for a romantic relationship or doing romantic activities with a particular person. These romantic activities and relationships are primarily defined by intent. So a relationship or activity can be considered romantic when done with romantic intent, but can be considered non-romantic when done with non-romantic intent. And so the crush word for this is crush. This is where it comes from. That's the initial thing. (laughs) Next up, we have platonic attraction. So this is the desire to form a platonic relationship, friendship, with a specific person or to form a closer friendship with someone you already know. So the type of friendship desire may go beyond casual friendship and revolve around a willingness to engage in a very deep symbiotic friendship, as well as sharing interests and experiences. And the next one we have is sort of a similar one to this, but it is amical attraction, A-M-I-C-A-L. And so this is defined as, you know, wanting a best friends relationship or almost a siblinghood type of relationship, but, you know, it doesn't have to be with your actual sibling. It's on a higher level affinity than a normal level of friendship, which can be more impersonal, and typically revolves around non-sexual touching, valuing the relationship more than other relationships, and doing things together exclusively, emotional reliance, physical affection, and familial bonds. So it's similar to platonic and social attraction. We'll get to social attraction later, but it is on a more intense level than potentially platonic attraction could be. And the crush word for this is a shush or a shush, depending on how you say it. I feel like it should be said shush because like crush, it rhymes with it, Um, but also it looks like the word shush. But yeah, I think all these like crush alternative 
for this type of attraction words are very cool. Next up, we have familial attraction. So this is a desire for a strong familial attachment or a desire for emotional closeness with someone else by virtue of them being family. So this can refer to the relationship one has with their actual family, but can also be the desire for emotional closeness from people who are unrelated to you, but, you know, mimic a traditional or idealized family bond. So, you know, wanting the bond of family-ness um, in like a found family sort of way. Next, we have alterous attraction. So this is a form of emotional attraction. You know, it's in the emotional attraction segment. Um, so it's a feeling that is not necessarily platonic, but also not necessarily romantic. So it could be between platonic and romantic attraction. And for others, it can be completely separate from the romantic platonic distinction. And the word for this is mesh or hush. And then we also have queer platonic, which is similar in a lot of ways, um, but is more specifically the desire to have a queer platonic relationship with someone in particular. So alterus is like wanting that bond, but not necessarily the relationship, um, if that makes sense. Or it could just be feeling feelings for someone and not actually desiring to do anything with that. But they can also be used interchangeably. I know I do that and I know a lot of other people do that as well. So queer platonic can also be used as an umbrella term for any attraction that bends the rules of telling apart romantic attraction from non-romantic attraction and may also be described as having a platonic attraction to someone while desiring a relationship with the commitment level of a romantic relationship. So it's the relationship bit that distinguishes it from alterous attraction. And the word for queer platonic attraction is squish. And so it can be used for this or can, can be used specifically as a queer platonic crush or a crush that's not romantic or sexual in nature. So squish can be used for all of these types of attraction uh, as like an umbrella thing or used specifically for this. Can also be called a plush, which is platonic crush, or a squash, or a crash. Some fun words. And the last one in this section, the emotional but also tertiary attraction, is extramo attraction. So this is an attraction that is neither romantic nor platonic, nor anywhere between them. So it exists entirely outside of the platonic and romantic attraction binary. So it's similar to alterous and queer platonic, but it's explicitly off the spectrum of romantic and platonic attraction entirely, whereas like alterous attraction can sometimes be used to be like in between them or like a combination of them. But so extramo is explicitly a completely different type. So not on that spectrum anywhere. Next up, we have physical attraction. Um, so remember, these are wanting to form a physical bond of some form. So first up, we have sexual attraction. So y'all will know this. Um, so this is a form of physical attraction to a person based on the desire for sexual interaction with that person. So, you know, you explicitly want sexual interaction with that person. And this can be caused or enhanced by things such as their physical qualities, their clothing, their movements, voice, or any other type of qualities about them. So that's what a lot of people refer to when they talk about like their type sexually. And the fun little word for this one is smush. A lot of these words are not used widely, but they're words that you can feel free to use because they're cool and fun. Next up, we have sensual attraction. So S-E-N-S-U-A-L, kind of hard to say, but it's a type of physical attraction to another person involving the senses, usually touch. 
So it's not explicitly sexual forms of touch. Um, so it can involve things like cuddling, kissing, or massage, um, but like not with sexual intent. So like obviously this can go hand in hand with sexual attraction, but sometimes it doesn't. And the crush word for this one is a lush. And the next one is called oral attraction. Oral, like A-U-R-A-L. So hearing stuff. So this is a subtype of sensual attraction where one is attracted to someone else's voice. So someone feeling oral attraction would like and possibly feel drawn to things like someone's singing voice, a radio voice, or the sound of someone talking. And the last one in this category is aesthetic attraction. So this is a physical attraction to someone's appearance. So it's attraction to how someone looks or how they present themselves and is typically based on a desire to look at someone or observe someone because you find them aesthetically pleasing. So a way of experiencing this is like a stronger desire to admire or look at someone, anything about them. And for a lot of ace people, it is often confused with sexual attraction, but um, aesthetic attraction is literally you just like looking at them. They look really cool. Um, whereas sexual attraction is you would like to do sexual things with that person. Whereas all of the ones in this category that are not sexual attraction are you just want to do the things that are involved with that type of attraction. So oral is like you just want to listen. You just want to listen to them talk. Aesthetic, you want to look at them. Sensual, you want to cuddle them. Our next category I just called bonds of another type because it could sort of go under emotional attraction, but it was also like different to that in a lot of ways. And so it's sort of a misc category, um, miscellaneous things. And yeah, so the first one is mental attraction. So this is a desire to form an intellectual bond with someone in particular. So the bond is related to an exchange of wisdom, knowledge, and interests, sometimes known as intellectual attraction or psychological attraction. And the crush word for this is a mesh. And then we have noetic attraction. So this is a form of mental attraction based on appreciating and being interested in someone's opinions, point of view, perception of reality, how they see the world, and how their mind works. So it's based on an admiration of their perspectives or opinions, um, or potentially wanting a guide-like or apprentice-like relationship, so them guiding you. Um, it could also involve valuing their existence more than others, interest in their persona, emotional reliance, and favoring their input and guidance. So to some level, it's like... A, wanting a mentorship sort of relationship with someone because you admire how their mind works. And then we have social attraction. So this is aspirational or mentor attractional desire to be closer to and or more like someone because of their perceived wisdom or talent, or it could be based on socializing with a particular person or group, or, you know, based on wanting to form social relationships or the ones that they have or, you know, the way that they have interpersonal or group dynamics and social relations with people. Basically, you just want to form a bond with them. <laughs> a social bond of some variety. And the word for this is rush. And then we have diamoric attraction. I hope I'm saying that right. It's D-I-A-U-A-M-O-R-I-C. And this is 
attraction characterized by an overwhelming feeling of devotion towards an individual, often described as similar to worship. So one may make a collection of objects that they feel describes the individual, and they'll probably think really, really highly of the person. And then we have, you know, basically the opposite of this, <laughs> and also the opposite of the one from earlier that is amical attraction. <laughs> so this is impersonal attraction, which is a desire to interact with a particular person without being attached to their history or personality. So this is the kind of attraction that's based on the desire for being acquaintances with someone rather than being friends. So you don't want to know about them. You just don't want to be attached to them, but you can be attracted to them in a way that like you appreciate their demeanor and you like them for what they are, but you don't necessarily like them for who they are because you aren't interested in that. And the crush word for this is vash or vash, V-A-S-H. We briefly interrupt this educational broadcast to bring you a song. This is We Want a Rock by They Might Be Giants. Enjoy. Where was I? I forgot the point that I was making. I said if I was smart that I would save up for a piece of string and a rock to wind string around. Everybody wants a rock to wind a piece of string around. Everybody wants a rock to wind a piece of string around. Throw the crib door wide. Let the people crawl inside. Someone in this town is trying to burn the playhouse down. They want to stop the ones who want to rock to wind string around. But everybody wants a rock to wind a piece of string around. Throw the crib door wide. Let the people crawl inside. Someone in this town is trying to burn the playhouse down. They want to stop the ones who want to rock to wind a string around. But everybody wants to rock to wind a piece of string around. If I were a carpenter, I'd hammer on my pivot. I'd collect the seven dollars and I'd buy a big prosthetic forehead and wear it on my real hand. Everybody wants prosthetic foreheads on their real hands. Everybody wants prosthetic foreheads on their real hands. Through the crib door wide, let the people crawl inside. Someone in this town is trying to burn the playhouse down. They want to stop the ones who want prosthetic foreheads on their heads. But everybody wants prosthetic foreheads on their real heads Throw the crib door wide Let the people 
was We Want a Rock by They Might Be Giants. We now return to our educational broadcast. The next category is attraction based on what is wanted to happen with the person. And so, you know, some of the ones mentioned previously are about what you want to do with them, um, but they also fell into a different category. So these are ones that didn't fall into those, um, but are based specifically on what you want to do with them. So first we have sidereal attraction. So this is a form of tertiary attraction that revolves around wanting to feel protected, covered, understood, tutored, and supported by someone else in particular. So it's the reverse of tutelary attraction, which we'll get to. Um, And with this type of attraction, you feel weak and vulnerable, and the possibility that someone might protect you makes you feel attraction towards them. And so the thing for this is a gush. And then we have tutelary attraction. So this is a strong desire to take care of, protect, or support a certain person. It's the counterpart to sidereal attraction, and is based on the feeling of feeling needed or necessary to someone. You just want to protect them. You just have overwhelming feelings of needing to protect someone in particular. And the word for this is a mush. And then we have ludic attraction. So this is attraction characterized by ludus love which is one of the seven types of love um, that Greek philosophy sort of talked about. Um, So it's playful and flirtatious love. Um, But in the case of ludic attraction, it talks about um, attraction that you want to do activities such as teasing and dancing or, you know, overtly flirting, seducing, Um, and is focused on fun and playfulness with them, but can also potentially be on conquest with no strings attached. And then we have playful attraction. So this is an emotional attraction in which the individual experiencing the attraction wants to play with the individual they're playfully attracted to. Um, So the way they want to play with them can you know, differ based on their interests and how they like playing. So it could be, you know, roughhousing or playing video games or competing with them or, you know, running around and chasing one another, just playing with them in some way. And so it's the attraction type of wanting to play with a specific person. And then we have domestic attraction. So this is a form of tertiary attraction where someone wants to perform domestic activities with or for someone. So this can include like cooking or cleaning, living together or raising kids together. However, we then have parental attraction, um, which is specifically uh, about feeling attraction to desire to raise a child with a specific person. Um, So it's a subtype of familial attraction that we mentioned earlier. And yeah, so it's you just this is specifically about wanting to raise a child with someone in particular. And it can also be, you know, encompassed by other types of attraction sometimes you know, such as romantic, but isn't always. People can want to raise kids but not be romantically attracted. So they could just be parentally attracted to someone. And our last category is changing or not homogenous types of attraction. I don't know if homogenous is the right word there, but not just one thing, um, basically, is what I meant. (laughs) So the first one we have is alternating attraction. So this is a form of attraction where someone's attraction type changes. So for one day they could be romantically attracted to someone, but the next day they might be platonically attracted to them. And their type of attraction they feel could change fluidly, or it could jump between them without any in-between. 
And then we have flectic attraction, so F-L-E-C-T-I-C. And this is where one experiences attraction that is best described as changing based on the nature of the relationship. So if someone was flectically attracted to a friend, they would know that if they dated that friend, they would develop romantic attraction then. So it changes with the dynamic. So that's the difference between alternating and flectic. Um, alternating changes by itself, but flectic changes based on the relationship and where that is. And the crush word for this is a flick, F-L-E-C-K. And then we have wish, wishland, I think. It's, it looks kind of German. Um, <laughs> but this is where someone's attraction style fluctuates between sedural and tutelary, depending on the state of the person that they're in. And also could be the person they're attracted to. So sedural was the one that you like want to feel protected. Tutelary was the one you want to protect. Um, and so their attraction fluctuates between that. If that happens, then they that could be described as wishland attraction. And this could fluctuate based on their emotional or intellectual state or a bunch of different things and is sometimes called switch attraction. And then we have nebulous attraction. So this is a type of attraction experienced by those who can't or don't distinguish between attraction types, specifically non-sexual and non-physical attraction. So individuals who experience this may refer to non-sexual attraction as being part of the blob. Um, and so any attraction that is not sexual falls into just one nebulous category. And so they might refer to that non-sexual attraction as nebulous attraction. And then we have our last one is Amari. Um, so this is not a type of attraction. It's an identity label. Um, and this is someone who does not specify the kinds of attraction they have, either because they don't prioritize different types of attraction above others, or they might see no distinction between them, or they just don't see any forms as more important than another type. It can be considered a form of attraction, um, but can also be used as an identity on its own. And an Amari crush is a trish. T-R-E-S-H. So that is all of the types of attraction that Asexual Accepting had on their Instagram, and all of the um, crush words for that were also on their Instagram. I hope you found it interesting to find out about all these types of attraction. I realize this was kind of just an info dump episode, but, you know, maybe it's useful for you. Maybe you can figure out and pin down specifically what you feel and what you don't feel. Um, so it, it could be really useful for you. Our creator spotlight for this week is, of course, Asexual Accepting on Instagram. There's an underscore between those two words. She has amazing content on her Instagram, so there's lots of information like this, but also lots of, you know, asexual information as well, and post memes as well. They're good memes. <laughs> I highly recommend that you check her out. Again, I just want to say that, you know, anyone can use these types of attraction labels. Um, it does not just have to be Arrow and Ace people. However, Arrow and Ace people do tend to find them more useful. But go forth with all of these new words and uh, maybe it's adding more questioning for you. I don't know. But maybe it helps. So <laughs> have fun with all this language. I really enjoy learning new words and maybe you do too. Um, so here you go. Here's some new words for you. <laughs> but I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Stride with Pride. 
I hope you have a fantastic day, afternoon or evening whenever you are listening to this. Don't forget to have some water, have a snack, take a nap, take your meds. And also, don't forget to spread your joy. I'll see you all next time. Bye. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.